Hey everybody, welcome to Logan Theory. This is a podcast all about astrology, all about how I see life events. Um, in this episode, I'm just going to kind of go through my journey and some of the things that have brought me here because although I was kind of into, I guess, what's considered pop culture astrology most of my life, uh, it's been in the recent couple of years that I've really obsessed over it and dove deep because I got into astrology to debunk astrology. I was tired of seeing all these horoscopes everywhere. You read one from this source, read one from this source, and this one makes no sense compared to this one. So I'm like, how can it possibly be accurate? How can it be truthful? And as I got into trying to prove astrology wrong just for my own sake, uh, having been somebody who had the stage name Gemini was when I was an independent uh, music artist uh, as a hip-hop artist, you know, I've always been intrigued by the stars. Uh, when I was a kid, I wanted to name myself Star, but my mother vetoed that, shut me down. And um, as I got into it, I realized that there's a difference between true astrology and the pop culture noise that floods, or in my opinion, plagues social media and pretty much like all of the internet. So as you get into it and you start learning about the history, which I'll do in another uh, podcast, you realize that the people higher up really kind of took astrology away from us because it used to be taught alongside like biology and algebra and astrology would just be a class and you would learn all about how the uh, planets that are sitting out in the uh, solar system actually have a purpose and how they interact with us on a daily basis, long-term themes, short-term themes, daily, hourly, uh, depending on which planet we're talking about. It was so intriguing. And then once I really got into it, I, I started uh, differentiating uh, one system from another uh, and kind of getting down to the nitty-gritty and then seeing my unique childhood unfold um, in front of me, I thought was just amazing. But then... You know, as I continued on, I started thinking, well, what is the real point of astrology? Why are all these people in the astrological community arguing over semantics that have nothing to do with daily life, just like mathematical variances or types of technique? Why do they keep fighting over each other and not actually using it? How do you use astrology? And that was kind of something I set out uh, to figure out. And I landed on manifestation. I landed on understanding these energies and realizing that we are not prisoners or we're not a victim to this natal chart that we have. And we do all this research to understand ourselves, but also what are our opportunities? That's something I don't see anybody talking about. What are the opportunities within your own energy to push you forward? And somebody who is heavily an entrepreneur, I love helping other people. I really don't like people who get stuck or feel stuck or stagnant in their lives. And often it has to do with the nine to five grind that people are on. They're like, I really hate this. And when I see people with like a Saturn retrograde and certain other things in their chart, I'm like, look, you keep seeking external validation and looking for jobs that are gonna make you happy, but your happiness comes from the goals that you set internally. And I talk about retrograde planets uh, in other, in my classes, in other uh, videos that I've done on Mystic Rebels. I am one half of Mystic Rebels, which will be, we will be one of, a lot pretty soon as our platform launches, but here's some of our merch. <laughs> and uh, it's a platform I started uh, with my wife. We do all kinds of stuff. Uh, my wife is a holistic practitioner. She's an herbalist. She's amazing at treating chronic illnesses for people who are fed up with the Western medical system or just haven't found any luck or solutions there. She does one-to-one -one coaching uh, to get you back on track, get you off the medications that you don't need to be on, 
help you live a better life, and she does that through her wellness coaching. She also does tarot. I do tarot as well, but in the Mystic Rebels sphere, our little bubble, uh, my wife is the tarot reader. She gets in in a way that I can't. She taught me tarot. She activated my third eye. Her first class that she um, that is available for you is called Psychic Development. It literally, um, because she believes, and as an extension, I do as well, that every single person is psychic. Actually, I see it in your charts. Everybody has a 12th house. Everybody has Neptune. In which way it manifests is uh, different for each person. So some people are medium, some people are just highly intuitive, some people are psychic, some people use the occult, some people do not. And you have to understand yourself, if you're trying to get into this, realize that through the astrology, you can see what type of intuitive you are, and through tarot, you can see how that plays out and how you can use that in your life. Because I use tarot nearly every day of my life. There is always some sort of tarot deck that is sitting here within reach, uh, in my car, in my rooms, in the kitchen, right here at my office, as you've seen, because tarot is very important to me as well. I read tarot on pretty much a daily basis for major life decisions, and I couple that with astrology, which I've gotten like this deep journey and deep dive into, because I believe astro tarot is more significant than one by itself. It's just super helpful. Uh, so that's, my wife dives deeper. Like I'm very surface. I read my tarot cards. At, not surface. I do dive deep, but like I'm more of a, I read it as a sentence. I read the energies of everything, but she, my wife gets into like the psychology, like this deep dive into your soul, peering into the deep heart of your situations, your childhood and everything on a level I've never seen before. She taught me tarot. I didn't learn from any other place. So like if you're trying to learn tarot and you want to do it on like this deep level to really help people, she's the one to go to. But I do enjoy reading the cards and I do enjoy deciphering energies as well. And I use that same intuition from psychic development that she taught me to read astrology. And a lot of people think it's just glyphs and it's very... Um, and it is very scientific, very um, detail-oriented, but there is a level of intuition. If you listen while you're reading a chart, I'll have this these messages, like someone's whispering in my ear, talk about this, talk about this, because my clients need to hear certain things. That natal chart that I'm using is full of all kinds of stuff. It's your entire life. And then obviously I switch over to progress charts to see the stages of life. I look into relocation charts when I'm doing astrocartography, electional charts if I'm looking at your business, but that natal chart holds the keys uh, to unlock all of that. And obviously you need an accurate birth time. I taught myself how to do birth time rectification so I can get your life locked down to the time of birth within a couple of minutes. Pretty freaking accurate. Uh, and then from there, you can literally do anything you want within astrology. So we do that. We do one-to-one -one coaching. Uh, there's some people who want to learn. I teach private tutoring for people who are learning astrology. It's like you can take my classes, but if you're looking to really get into the nuances of things, I do that as well. Ash Ashley also does that for tarot, for people who are really trying to hone in their tarot skills. She also does that. Of course, our, our coaches, our, our coaches, <laughs> our classes uh, that you can do online, we do some of them live. We do some pre-recorded. Once they're live, they're up for you to rewatch uh, at your leisure and really learn this because our system... Uh, we are called mystic rebels because our system is different from everyone else. We decided that it doesn't really matter what the rest of the world is doing because we're inherently marching to the beat of our own drum, that that applies to the mystic world as well. So mystic rebels is because we don't care what everybody else does or how they do it. We want to teach people our methods because they're tried and true. 
If somebody argues back and forth about a house system but can't prove it and use it in your daily life, it doesn't matter what 5,000 people said or 5 million people have said. For instance, Placidus being the default house system is ridiculous because it's not accurate. Whole science is accurate. I've proved it over and over. I will continue to prove it. Um, but it's these tips and tricks. If you want to learn my system and you really want to get into the depths of astrology, that's what I teach. And we do that through private classes as well. But honestly, it comes down to manifestation. If you can't apply it, who cares? That's kind of how I feel about it. Why would you learn something that you'll never apply? It reminds me of high school. It reminds me of going through all you know, advanced calculus or like third level physics, just statistics. I didn't even use statistics because the stuff I thought we would learn in that class was completely irrelevant to the real world. I don't care how many times I'm going to roll a dice or a die, whatever the plural is, uh, to roll that to see what number might pop up. I might use that, might in Vegas, but in nowhere else in my, in my life am I ever going to use this. No real world application. So when people try to learn astrology and they don't apply it, who cares? Uh, so that's that's really kind of my vibe. It's my jam. It's what keeps me going with astrology. And the fact that I've just seen so many amazing things come of it, and I can get down to like the hourly things that are going on. Like the moon trances are so important. I know if something's not going well, I can either wait it out or I can use the energy at hand. And that again is manifestation. People feel so victimized by their natal charts because they look at it and either some astrologer told them, their life is going to be terrible, or they Google certain things, but they don't actually look at the aspects, so they don't see the full picture, and they feel like they're held captive, and then their identity, their mindset vibes lower, right? I'm all about vibe higher. Vibe up here, because manifestation requires you to already have achieved the things that you want in your life to weed out the, the toxic crap so that you can move forward and find out what you want. Uh, and, and manifest it. It's literally manifestation. It's bringing that into your life because you've already achieved it in your mind. So having a high mindset is definitely a part of this. Uh, but if you feel victim to your chart, you can never achieve that because you've already set in your mind that certain energies exist in your chart, in your body, in your life, and they cannot be changed. Sorry, but that is not how that works. Another tagline of mine, that's not how it works. Uh, cycles happen because you haven't broken them. And if you want to achieve something differently, what's that, what's that saying? Um, do something over and over and over the same way and achieving the same results is idiocy or something along those lines. Uh, you can't keep doing it. If you get the result, you got to change it. And this is what I did with astrology, by the way, is I got my results and uh, didn't like the fact that not every single reading was accurate. You know, I, was, I learned on Placidus House System. I learned all the interceptions. I learned, you know, traditional stuff. I looked at modern stuff. And, uh, you know, you got to find what works because there are traditional astrologers that believe Saturn rules Aquarius. And, you know, they believe that the outer planets aren't close enough to have any impact. And I just strongly disagree with that. I believe their orb of influence is lower because of their distance. Uh, but orbs of influence, another thing. A lot of people don't even pay attention to that. And that has everything to do with how impactful a planet is based off of its distance. Uh, and I teach these things in my classes. Actually, Orbs of Influence is in my second and third class that I have up in my manifestation course. Um, but that's what it's all about, guys. It's about applying it. And my theories, my system, it's not traditional. And, you know, some people on modern side, by the way, are trying to use Lilith for the ruler of Libra and Chiron for the ruler of Virgo. And I'm just like that those asteroids or mini planets, depending on how you look at it, have nothing to do with most of, like you can't just look at healing 
uh, for Virgo. You have to look at organization and daily life and the mental qualities of it. It makes sense that Mercury rules it. Uh, but you know, you can go too far off the deep end as with everything here. So I devised my own system to do this and I talk about my own system. The purpose of this podcast, honestly, is to look at real world situations. Sometimes I'll look at events. Sometimes I'll look at like, you know, clients that I've had and kind of obviously without giving any, I'm, confidentiality is very important to me. So I won't give any details out, but I've got clients whose situations come out that are very, very interesting. And as somebody who does five to 600 charts a month, uh, reading astrology, you know, you, you notice things and you're like, wow, this is really cool. And it also blows my mind now that I'm so deep into it, how different people's lives can be with similar birth dates or similar birth times, uh, just based off of harnessing the energies and having certain things. Because you, even with the same birth date and time as somebody else, the people you interact with don't have the same energy. And that takes you off on a tangent, takes you off on a different, um, a different path than somebody else. So that's extremely important. So that's my journey as I got into it. I wanted to debunk it. I fell hard into it. Now I use it for everyday life. It is not the only thing I do. Right now I do readings. I won't do readings forever. I'll be doing classes and teaching and using, like I do now, astrology in my daily life. All the businesses that I own, that I've started, I do. I discard the things that won't work. Uh, and I use divine timing through transits to make sure that I am profitable, to make sure that I'm not wasting my time on some business venture that, you know, and that more importantly, when I get into astrocartography, that I have a dream to chase because I'm the type of person in my energetic flow that needs a dream. And if I don't have one, it can be very difficult. And, you know, I used astrocartography to move where I am now, starting this podcast, which is in Tampa, Florida. We moved from Northern California. And coming here, everything has been so freaking wonderful, right? I used astrocartography. I know the energies. I've started a lot of businesses, been successful, happy family life, but something's missing. And that something missing is very hard to tell without looking at your specific chart, and for me, it's I'm lacking squares. And people look at squares as such bad things. I'll talk about that in another uh, episode here because trines are not amazing all the time. Squares are necessary and not always bad. Um, definitely something up for debate. A lot of people don't agree with that, but I'm going to prove my case. I'm going to prove my point. Uh, and I know just from my own life that they're necessary. I have a lot of trines, very few squares. And throughout the first half of my life, um, I lacked motivation in a lot of areas for that. I want to point out before I close out this episode here that 99% of what you see uh, astrologers talk about, stuff on TikTok, stuff you can Google, is all pop culture nonsense astrology. And it's it's silly stuff, right? And the irony of it is it's so hyper-focused in on your sun sign. You'll see a lot of videos like, oh, Virgo's this. Well, they're talking about sun and Virgo. They're not talking about Virgo ascendant usually. Horoscopes are based off of the ascendant. They are not based off of the sun. So it's interesting why the sun, which was basically, uh, it, it started because of 100, 100 plus years ago now, uh, newspapers wanted to connect to audiences, use horoscopes, use astrology, and put it out for entertainment. And they knew that most people didn't know the birth time, so they just switched to the sun sign because everybody knows what day they were born. So if you're born between this time, this day and this day, then you are a blank sun, right? You're whatever zodiac that falls into. I'm an Aries, I'm a Scorpio, I'm a whatever. And they kind of push horoscopes out there. And most people realize that horoscopes are bunk. They don't work. And it's because they write them for the sun sign, even though a true horoscope is based off of your rising sign because it's based off of your house placements, which the first house, the ascendant, uh, dictates. So 
Um, this pop culture stuff out there, like Virgos don't like Scorpios or Virgos love Scorpios, whatever they try to say. Virgo and Sagittarius doesn't get along. It's like, says who? First off, you're not looking at the degrees. You're not looking at the rest of the placements. You're not looking at the fact that squares actually mean growth. There's just, there's just so much out there. So I don't want you to get lost in that. I want to teach you the good stuff. Uh, I want to use this podcast as a way to get this through to some of you because astrology is so freaking amazing. And while it's not the only thing that I'm going to be doing with my life, it has illuminated possibilities and I help other people manifest abundance in all kinds of ways, not just financial, but yes, financial. We live in a financially based world. So that's important. You don't have to be a millionaire billionaire, but to be financially sound and independently financially you know, wealthy up to a certain point would be amazing for many people. Get yourself out of certain situations and just get to a point where the stresses are different. Because having money doesn't remove all stress, it just changes it. And as somebody who was born in the projects, who came from poverty and has gotten to the 1%, yes, 1% is not that high. It's a 500 to 800%. And I, you know what? I want to put that in this, in this episode. The 1% is 500 to $800,000 annual. That is not that high, but it is the top 1%, which means most people are sitting down here at the bottom. If you don't want to be down here at the bottom, use astrology to get to the top. And let me hit you with this fact real quick before I sign out or sign off. Uh, 68% of all people with a net worth of $30 million or more, not 1 million, not 10 million, not 15 million, $30 million net worth or more made it themselves. That means they either came from nothing or they devised a plan to take what they didn't have and make it something they do have. 30 million, not 1 million. I can't stress that enough, that over two-thirds of people who are rich above $30 million did not do it because they were born into wealth. That's another thing I'll be doing here is I want this to be positive. I want astrology to be motivating. I want you to use astrology to live your best life. Like I said, vibe higher. That's all I have for you this time on Logan Theory. I'll catch y'all next time. I can't stress it enough. Vibe higher.